Private Practice Builders Podcast, building your practice from the ground up. We are proud to be your only single source solution for all of your private practice startup and growth needs. We currently offer individual business consulting, architecture, interior design, and furniture sales, and our popular webinars that teach you how to grow your practice your way. Learn more about us at privatepracticebuilders.com. I'm your host, Dr. Christopher Haley. Thanks for listening. Welcome, Private Practice Builders listeners. Thank you so much for joining me today. As always, I appreciate you listening and hope you're having an awesome day. Unfortunately, though, the topic today is a bit of a downer. I think from an excitement standpoint, and trust me, I'd rather be discussing how to make profits, marketing strategies that are going to work for you, how to grow your practice, how to bring on and hire associates. But, and here's the reality, and actually this is a big, big but. You have to, have to know where your money is going. If you want to be profitable, you have to know and track your expenses on a regular basis because if you blindly pay your bills, you're going to struggle to be successful. This one is not an if I want to, it's a must, it's a have to. So in coming up with the different expenses that I'm going to share with you, I've come up with a long list. I actually went into my QuickBooks and reviewed all the different expenses I had over the past year. The list is a long one. You're going to be surprised. There's over 50 different expenses that I'm going to share with you right now, but don't panic. Please don't panic. You know, First of all, these are just potential expenses, things that I've incurred that you may or may not run into. They're just things to consider. And I always say, you know, if I can do it in private practice, you can too. And if I can deal with these different expenses, there is no doubt in my mind, you'll be able to do this as well. So sit down, grab a pen and paper because you're going to need it for this. (laughs) I take that back. 2019. I don't know what I'm saying. Grab your laptop sit back and get ready to type because like I said, this is a very long list. Now, I've taken the podcast and actually divided it up into three different sections. The first section, which is the longest, consists of expenses that I incur on a regular basis, typically things that I pay every month. Some of them are going to be things that I incur on a bi-weekly basis. The second section um, is made up of expenses that I pay for once per year. And then the third section, which we'll finish with, expenses that I incur on an as-needed basis. So let's jump right in. Section number one, expenses that I incur on a regular basis. There are 24 in this section. Numbers one, two, and three are associated. I pay these on a bi-weekly basis. You probably know where I'm going with this. This is the biggest chunk, the biggest expense that I have on a regular basis, and that is payroll. Number one is payroll, and because everyone, including myself, that joins the practice comes in as an employee, my payroll consists of salaries, payroll liabilities, and processing fees that I pay to paychecks. 
Number two is associated with payroll, which is our retirement account. And we do that through T. Rowe Price. Uh, it's called the Simple Plan. That's an acronym. And I pay that uh, on a biweekly basis. We do our payroll on uh, every other Friday, by the way. And then number three, which is also associated with payroll, is health insurance. Uh, that gets taken out of paychecks on a biweekly basis. And if there's a contribution that your practice makes to health insurance, that will come out of that. So those are the first three expenses, payroll, retirement, and health insurance. Expense number four, uh, the rest of these, by the way, are typically monthly. Expense number four is rent and or mortgage. Obviously, if you own your space, you pay mortgage. And if not, you pay rent. I'm sure most of you to start off with will pay rent. Expense number five is for your EMR or your EHR, your electronic medical record or your electronic health record. This is typically done through simple practice therapy notes or another one of the uh, many companies that are out there. Uh, my situation actually is a little bit different. I don't know if there's an opportunity to do this now, but when I first started many, many years ago, I actually had the opportunity to buy a license. And so I bought a, a license for the electronic medical record. It was through a company called InSync, and I paid that off over five years so I don't have to incur that expense anymore. I I think most companies nowadays are going with the monthly expense rather than being able to sell you their license outright. Expense number six, an expense to consider is having a professional copy machine. Again, this is very dependent on how large you are and, and truly how many copies you make and what sort of copies you need to make. Typically, a professional copy machine, you lease it. You lease it typically for a five years or so. It runs about $100 a month. Again, very dependent on how much uh, copying you do. For a, a you know, very small practice, I'm sure you can just run out to Best Buy and buy, buy a, a copy machine. Expense number seven is your phone system. You may consider going with Verizon, Cox, Comcast. They all bill on a monthly basis. You may want to do something internet-based like a VOIP. That's also uh, a monthly payment. Or you know, a lot of people nowadays are going with phones.com or Google Voice. And again, there, there's a monthly commitment, a monthly fee that's associated with these with these phones. Number eight is a must. It's a have to. Um, it is the internet. You will not only need internet access for your associates and your staff, but you'll also need to get guest Wi-Fi as well, which is typically is an additional expense, but all that's billed monthly and it's done through your internet service provider. Expense number nine is electric and or gas. If you're renting, your electric may be covered. In your rent payment, it may not. Obviously, if you're owning, uh, electric and or gas is going to be a monthly expense that you're going to incur um, outside of your commercial mortgage payment. Number 10, your cell phone. Number 11 is your business credit card. That absolutely is going to be paid on a monthly basis. Number 12, office supplies. Now we do our office supplies through Staples and yes, there's definitely a higher price with that. You pay a premium for it. However, you order it that day and it always gets delivered uh, the very next day. And yeah, so it, to, to me, it's worth paying that additional expense. And this is things like toner for, for a printer, pens, paper, you know, fill in the blank. The, the list goes on and on for office supplies. But every month, Staples sends me an invoice with what I owe, with what we've ordered in, in the different offices. We do uh, water 
for the associates. We do it through Deer Park. It's through a company called Ready Refresh. Not a huge expense. Again, maybe around $70, $80, $90 per month, but we get the five gallons delivered on a monthly basis, and then Deer Park sends me an invoice. Number 14, uh, credit card fees. Now, you won't get a bill for your credit card fees. So what happens is throughout the course of a month, you're charging patients uh, via credit card, and at the end of the month, the credit card company tallies the total as to how much credit cards you ran that month, and then they take their cut from that. But you want to factor that in because that is an expense uh, that you will incur. Number 15 is your advertising bill, and this absolutely varies based on the practice and your particular situation. Just one example of an advertising cost that's billed on a monthly basis is Psychology Today. I believe they're charging around $29.95 per month per associate, and that one, they have a credit card on file, so expect that cost to be on your credit card, but that's billed on a monthly basis. Number 16 is your billing. You have to have a way to to uh, process your billing of patients and sessions. Um, oftentimes, people will contract out for that and use a professional biller. Um, we do, ha- we do and, and have always done our billing in-house, which I prefer, but uh, that is an additional cost for me. It's an administrative cost that's paid on a biweekly basis. Number 17 is postage. If you mail out statements, um, nowadays that's a, a big expense because I believe stamps are 50 cents. So for every 100 uh, statements that you mail out, that's costing you $50, but that's done on a monthly basis. Number 18 is your accounting software. Typically, a company like QuickBooks will charge you to use their accounting software on a monthly basis, although um, getting back to what I was saying before about being able to pay a one-time expense, QuickBooks will still let you do that. I just did it recently where I signed up for my QuickBooks 2019. It was a one-time expense. I believe it was $200 because I'd rather pay that than pay the monthly expense, which over time will cost more. Expense number 19, um, any sort of independent contractors that you may have to pay. Well, we have a psychiatrist on staff that's an independent contractor, and I pay her on a monthly basis. Number 20 is a cleaning crew. You typically want, especially if you have a bathroom in your suite or bathrooms in your suite, you don't want to have your admin staff. That's just my opinion. You don't want to have your admin staff do it. You typically want to have professional cleaning crew. Crews come in to handle that. Our crews come in uh, every week, and we pay them or I pay them on a monthly basis. They send me a statement at the end of the month. Regularly incurred expense number 21 for staff meetings, we use a program called Zoom. It's a HIPAA-compliant form of Skype, so all the different office locations can log into Zoom. We do this once per month, and Zoom charges, I think, around $111 or $112 per month for that service, but that's another monthly expense. Um, that one's uh, They have my credit card, and that shows up on the credit card statement. Number two, if you choose to do appointment reminders, which by the way has been very, very helpful for clients who are a little bit flaky with their attendance, the appointment reminders has been extremely helpful with getting patients to show up that they charge us on a monthly basis. Number 23, um, you'll need this HIPAA compliant email. We do it through a service called NGARD and they charge once a month. And then finally, this is a real big one, your scheduling. You'll need to do some sort of online scheduling either through your electronic medical record company or we use G Suite uh, through Google, um, which is really good. I'm very happy with them. 
And that's the 24th expense that I pay for on a regular basis. Let's jump into the yearly expenses. This is a much smaller list. There's actually only four things that I've listed in this section. The first one is a very important one. It has to do with tax preparation. You may be tempted to try to file your taxes on your own, but if you own a private practice, definitely would recommend you seek the assistance of a professional accountant who has expertise in mental health and private practice. They're plentiful here in our area in Northern Virginia, suburbs of DC. That might not be the case in your area, but look for someone who's competent. That's a once a year expense. You'll typically incur that obviously in February, March, or April. Number two for yearly expenses are the different insurances that you pay. And I have a very short list here. This is not an exhaustive list, but in the past year, the insurances I've paid for are number one. The big one is malpractice insurance. Uh, We have ours through the APA Trust, and they bill us once a year. You can pay that quarterly. I'm not sure if other other insurance companies have that option, but you can pay that one quarterly, but they bill you once per year. Business liability insurance is paid for once per year. Business liability is if a a patient slips and falls in your suite and winds up suing you, or if this is a true story, if you're in, if you own an office in a three-story building and you're on the second floor and the suite above you floods because the sprinkler pipes burst and then your whole entire suite gets flooded, that's where your business liability insurance will come in or things like a fire if there's damage or your possessions are destroyed. Disability insurance, uh, should you be injured or should you become sick and are unable to work, disability insurance will kick in after a period of time. That's paid on a yearly basis. And finally, workers' compensation. In my practices where everybody's an employee, this is mandated to, to cover if uh, an employee gets injured. So the work, workers' compensation also is billed once per year. So number one was tax preparation accounting. Number two, insurances. Number three is personal property tax. I'm not sure what the laws are where you practice, but here in Northern Virginia, the counties charge you as a business owner for the possessions that you have in your suite. This is true. And so they will send you out a bill when you come up with all the possessions that you've bought, the furniture, your computers, any any big expenses like that, and they tax you on it. They'll send you a bill once per year. And number four is web hosting. I do this through GoDaddy, the different domain names that I own. They bill you once per year. Your credit card is on, at least with GoDaddy, your credit card is on file. And when things get renewed, which happens typically on a yearly basis, sometimes it's once every two years, you'll get that credit card charge. And finally, last but certainly not least are my list of expenses that I've incurred on an as-needed basis over the past year. There are 14 on this list. First, furniture. Over time, furniture has a tendency to wear down, especially if you do what I do and run 12 different groups of social skills every single week. The furniture wears down. It gets worn. And so that's going to need replacing. So always factor that into future expenses. It's definitely something that you want to budget for. Number two, Uh, repairs and maintenance, even if you rent space and it's the landlord's responsibility to, for example, fix a clogged toilet or repair your heating and air conditioning unit when it breaks down. Other things, touch up paint. 
you know, you get scuffs on the walls and, and it, it might become unsightly over time. That's an expense that you'll incur. And it really helps as a total aside to be handy. The more handy you are, the less you'll have to hire someone and incur these additional expenses. A lot of these repairs you can do on yourself. Or if you have a clogged toilet, you might not want to wait for the landlord to send the plumber to fix it. That You may want to handle that one. Uh, on your own to try to fix these different things. But repairs and maintenance is an expense that that you incur on an as-needed basis, and, and you definitely will have to have money to pay for those things. Expense number three is computer-related. You may or may not need an IT specialist, first and foremost, to set up your computer equipment when you first start out. But there are times where computers break down or you'll get viruses or whatever. Now the big fear, at least with me, is ransomware. And again, this is that that's a whole nother topic for another time. But you'll need an IT person to put in protective measures in order to prevent any sort of ransomware attacks. Expense number four, this is a smaller one, but bank charges. If a patient pays me a $20 copay and for whatever reason the check bounces, there's insufficient funds in their account, the bank, my bank, will charge me $10 for that. So in addition to losing the copay, you have to pay an additional $10. Now, obviously, these are charges that go right back and you bill the patient for, but your bank will charge you for things like that. Number five, printing expenses. This could be a minor expense. Or this could be something significant if you do a whole bunch of print-type advertising. At the very least, you may need business cards. Uh, We do all our printing through Vistaprint. They're extremely cost-effective. They ship things out very, very quickly. You can get 500 business cards for $9.99, which is just, just a phenomenal price. But any sort of letterhead, brochures... Um, I get mugs, T-shirts, things like that. I do that a lot of that through uh, pens. You can do that through Vistaprint, and that's an additional expense that is incurred on an as-needed basis. Number six, this one's a must. It's not a huge expense, but background checks. You're going to want to background check every single employee you hire not just uh, associates or clinical positions, but also your admin staff. We do all our background checks through a company called Good Hire. Number seven, your continuing education units. Again, that's a have to, and that's very dependent on what your license uh, is and what your state requirements are. Number eight, your charitable contributions and donations. I will guarantee if you see kids, they're going to bring in the brochure, selling their Girl Scout cookies or their other uh, charitable things that they do through school. So be prepared for that. Number nine, this kind of goes along with continuing education, but travel expenses, please factor that in as an expense. Number 10, your personal expenses, even things like meals and entertainment. Those are things that will probably go on your credit card, on your business credit card but please consider that. Number 11, this is true of us, but it might not be true for you. Um, We have multiple psychologists on staff who do psychological testing. Huge. This is a really big expense for us because psychological testing supplies are not cheap. So please don't forget to factor that in. And also don't forget to factor in if you are going to do assessments in your practice, the startup costs, because all the measures and assessments and things, they are extremely expensive. So factor that in if you plan on doing psychological testing in your practice. And that's the startup costs plus all the testing supplies that are needed when you reorder them. 
Number 12, if you decide to go big, you're going to need to hire staff. Your hiring campaign is going to cost money. We do ours through Indeed, which is the popular one now. It hasn't always been Indeed, but that's the, the popular website to go to. And you will quickly see when you do these, the these even if you have a, a budget that you set, if there's a cost per click, that adds up so fast. It's not unusual for for me in a marketing effort to bring on a new a new associate for it to be $400, $600 per per marketing campaign. Number 13, I hope you don't need to do this, but collections. If you go with a collection agency to to uh, track down patients to pay their bills, that can add up over time and collection agencies, you're probably aware, they charge a percentage. And last, number 14, attorney's fees. This one can add up really quickly. You will definitely want to have an attorney when you first start your private practice. I hope after that you never have to interact with one again, although that's very unlikely. You know, the going rate in the Washington, D.C. area is about 400 bucks an hour for an attorney. So those can add up very, very quickly. Um, so don't forget to factor that expense. And that's it. That's the list of the 50-plus expenses that I've run into in private practice ownership over the last year. I hope you found the list to be very helpful and have certainly given you some things to think about whether you're already a private practice owner or contemplating starting your own practice. Um, I'm sure, by the way, that I've forgotten some things. Uh, If I have please shoot me an email so I can include that for future reference down the road. I'm Dr. Christopher Haley from privatepracticebuilders.com, your single source solution for all private practice needs. Thank you so much and enjoy the rest of your day. 